Hello and welcome to the With Flow podcast, a weekly show for purpose-driven high achievers who are ready to ditch the hustle. I'm your host, Laura from Business With Flow, cyclical business mentor and systems and planning queen. My mission is to empower you to run your business and your launches without the burnout. In this podcast, we'll be chatting all things cycle syncing, intuition, and doing business your way, combined with some of the more practical aspects, like systems and planning and tech. So let's jump into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 103 of the Withflow podcast. Have you ever dreamt of writing a book, or perhaps it's something that you aspire to create as part of your business model and your product suite? That is the case, then this week's episode is for you. This week, I'm chatting to my friend, Chris Emery. Chris is a nonfiction book editor for writers, entrepreneurs, and speakers who want to extend beyond their current business services and reach more people with their message by self-publishing. Chris guides and supports first-time authors to write a valuable book that they feel excited to put out into the world. Now, not only is Chris an editor, she's also an author herself. Chris published her book, Destination Author, A Guide to the Adventure of Writing Your First Nonfiction Book. Destination Author is a guide, a pathway, a permission slip for you to write your book in a way that feels good for you and gets it finished and out into the world, which you know, is very on par with what we like to talk about here on the podcast. So if you've ever wanted to write a book, it's been something you've dreamt about or aspired to do, this episode is a great one for you to tune into. So let's jump into the conversation. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Hi, Laura. It's been a while since we spoke, but I'm very excited to dive into this topic today. Yes, absolutely. I think this will be a good one because for a lot of business owners, and this is probably my first question really, like you, obviously you support people who want to to write books. What is it about writing a book that seems to be part of the online business owner, entrepreneurial kind of rite of passage almost? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) I really think that the online space is the best place to be marketing a book, but it doesn't always follow that people have an online business if they want to be an author, Mm -hmm. but it should (laughs) because that is where they need to be promoting. But when it comes to the other way around, like why people who work in the online space are so attracted to writing books. I think it's the real depths of the project, the the challenge, the fact that it stands people apart still in a, a world where we are always on, have instant access to publishing like never before. Like seriously, in history, if you wanted to be published, it was such a privilege, only a very small handful of people really had access to that. They, they're the only ones who had voices. Those are the stories that are written down and, and passed down generation to generation in a, a written format. Like obviously we've had storytelling for as long as time. That's mm-hmm. how our species has survived. But um, when it comes to publishing, 
Firstly, only a very small handful of people even were educated to write things down. And then it was an even narrower pool again that had access to publishing. And uh, now it's completely the opposite with the internet and the platforms that we have access to. You know, a website takes very little cost to set up a simple a simple platform and all of the social media. Everybody has a voice. Everybody has pretty much free access. I say everybody. I don't want to imply that that access is equal to everyone because everybody has different different barriers to getting their voice heard and, and putting themselves out there. But publishing is super accessible. The barriers are lower than ever. But a book still feels like a really substantial thing that says something about you. And I think it's how people try to set themselves apart from the wash of constant noise and constant messages being put out there. You know, people have a thought out there on the internet. And uh, a book is just something that elevates that expression to a different level. I think it's associated with academia often and it's a really substantial piece of work and it's also a really nice way of not only putting out what you stand for, attracting people to you and setting yourself apart from competitors, but it's a really good way of exploring what you think and what you stand for and actually like getting your thought straight about a certain thing. A lot of people are writing books really for themselves first uh, to sort of clarify their thoughts on something, to set out a framework or uh, whatever it is. And I find a lot of people write a book and realize through writing the book what their signature system actually is that they're selling. So it's a, just a beautiful package uh, for the things that you know that you don't always get to talk about. I love that. They do say we are supposed to be our own best clients, right? <laughs> so, you know, we write the book for ourselves and we hope that other people get value from it as well. Now, you obviously support people who have written or are writing books, but you've also written a book yourself. And I'd love to know a little bit more about the process of writing a book, because I can imagine there's a lot more that goes into it than just sitting down and writing things in a Word document. <laughs> like 100%. what are the, some of the things that maybe surprise people the most or they don't realize that come into the whole writing of a book process? Yeah, I love that you asked this question because I think uh, too few people actually realize that there is any kind of process and they dive into the middle without realizing that there are steps before you get there. And also they finish writing and they don't realize how many steps are still ahead of them. So uh, in terms of how that impacts the project, a lot of people lose energy for it midway through because they thought it was the end and it's actually nowhere near the end. <laughs> so just to give an overview, and this is really what my book does, it, it gives the entire end-to-end -end process so that people understand where they are and can navigate it much more easily. So writing a book actually starts way before putting pen to paper or, or typing into a Word document, like you say. And the first part of the process is really ideation and planning. I've separated those out 
in uh, Destination Author because there's quite a lot that you can talk about when it comes to ideation and quite a lot that you can talk about when it comes to planning. But business owners will know that you can't just create something and they will come. It's about creating something useful that is a product that people actually need. I think we can take as read that that is a stage in any product development. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget when it comes to writing a book that a book is a product and they're just sort of seeing it differently from maybe their courses or whatever else or their coaching packages or their consulting services. And they're not necessarily looking at a book in the same way because it's such a desire to want to express something that, you know, a lot of people lose sight of the fact that this is still a product. So first stage is really that ideation and making a plan. Uh, the second stage or that, well, actually, I guess the third stage, um, is writing the book. So writing your first draft, getting everything out of your head, arguably the hardest part, but the hardest part is also just starting once you, once you finish a draft. And I think writing your first draft is what people think of as writing a book and they get to the end of the first draft and then there's another stage of self-editing where you go back and read it yourself a number of times through different lenses. And then comes the professional editing. So once you've taken it as far as possible, you need to get feedback because we all have blind spots. Uh, none of us can put something out there without support, but editing is a really essential part of the process. That's the bit that I mostly work on with people. So Editing itself is not one thing that has several stages to it as well. So we work big to small. All editors should be working big to small. So we're looking at the bigger picture, the ideas, the structure, the kind of chapters. Do, do things belong in this book or don't they? Then you're looking at the language on a sentence level. Is this the most succinct way we can put this in the most powerful language we can use? And then you look at the nitty gritty. So that's the order of things that ha that happens in the editing stage. Um, proofreading is the very final one of those. And then there's all the production that comes after this. So production is where people fall off the wagon. Like editing, editing is big on its own. Writing, of course, is big on its own. But then the the exciting part is turning it into a physical book. And I love this bit because it's where the intangible becomes tangible and you can actually touch the product that you make which is so exciting but you you made that out of nothing just thin air ideas in your head and you end up with something physical that you can hold but there's actually quite a lot that goes into the making side of the book so there's obviously cover design interior page design which is actually super important like the way things are laid out it's not just text on a page. There is so much expertise that typesetters have that we take for granted because we quite often only read final books on shelf. So there's a lot that goes into the typesetting and um, final proofreading and all that kind of thing. And then the exciting part where you put it out into the world, which is called publishing. And um, there are lots of choices to be made there because there's so many avenues for publishing helps to know that at the start. So this is why it helps to know the full end-to-end -end process at the start, because some of those decisions that you don't have to actually pursue until the end still come in handy when you are making the thing. So yeah, it's a big, big process. 
However, completely doable. I've just given a lot of information. Um, completely doable for anybody with the right support. So that's the angle I always come from. I, I appreciate again, but it's not always equal who is able to do it and who has the resources to do it. Um, that's equal for everybody, but it is possible for everyone, I would say. And I've seen, I've worked with so many different people with all sorts of um, challenges and they've all ended up in the same place once they've, they've had that team around them. But yeah. It is a big project. It's not for the faint hearted. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew when I asked this question, I was expecting a, a fairly in-depth answer. But as you keep talking about all of the, the little things, as you say, that you don't think about, and if you don't know about that at the beginning, I can understand why it would be so overwhelming as you get further and further mm -hmm. through the process and just go, oh my goodness, this is too hard. I give up. Especially when you're not expecting it. Yeah, absolutely. It is mind-blowing what goes into it. And I, I don't think people would be as surprised if they were going the traditional route. But if they want to do a really good job of a self-published book, there's a lot of messaging out there. Oh, it's free to publish. It's free to just upload to Amazon. And I think people don't realize just because there's no cost from Amazon to upload your book doesn't mean there isn't a lot of work to do or a lot of outlay to people who can do that for you. And writing a book can be relatively inexpensive if you choose to DIY a lot of it. But you have to remember that unless you have those skills already, you are going to be a beginner at every single little bit of that process. So for me, knowing that I wanted to put a really good quality product out there, I didn't want to learn those things because feeling like a beginner at every little bit of the way can be really exhausting and taxing on your energy. And you need that energy to launch and to do the best job of launching. Because if you can do the best job of launching, that's where your book is going to recoup some of those costs, but also do you the most good when it comes to attracting people into your other services and uh, products. Because usually a book, by virtue of the fact that it's an inexpensive, like low price point product, um, it's usually the stepping stone into something bigger. Most people don't make uh, the bulk of their money from a book, from the actual book sales themselves. They make them from um, bulk sales and, and distribution potentially, but usually it's predominantly from speaking or a, a bigger service or something that it goes on to. So um, even though it's a rite of passage, I think a lot of people are losing money on doing their book in terms of book sales, which is not to say it's not worth it. Um, but I think that surprises some people who aren't clued mm. in. Like some people who are clued in are, are very intentional about making sure that the book is a stepping stone to their other stuff, but you have to be very uh, mindful that it is doing its job and leading into other things because that is for all authors, even, you know, people who have written multiple books and, have an author career and an author type business, it's still usually um, other things that are making them the bulk of their income. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And it's a very great point that you make about understanding where the book fits in the wider strategy of your business and what job, what is the job of the book 
in terms of how it's either bringing people in or what part of the puzzle, I guess, that it fits into in terms of the overall offering of your business. So that's really interesting. Now, you talked a little bit about editing, and I did want to ask because obviously know that the role as you play as a, as an editor or even just the process of editing a book, as you said, it's much more than just the proofreading and making sure there's no typos and punctuation mistakes. What is the value that a really good editor can bring and how can they, you know, if you're not going to do it yourself, what is the value that having that external editor is going to bring in terms of how the, the final book looks or what comes out of it? Yeah, that's a great question. So first of all, I should, I should mention that you should be doing some editing yourself and mm. you will in the editing process with a professional editor also be editing yourself because it's the, also you're making the final choices as to what goes out under your name. So an editor never overrides what you have written. They are providing guidance. So that guidance looks different at different parts of that process that I just explained, that big to small process. And the biggest value that an editor provides is what I said earlier about we all have blind spots. It's shining a light on those blind spots. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, you don't always see the added value that an editor brings, but if you don't use an editor, you'll surely know about it. So it's one of those, it's one of those things where, uh, well, like authors see the value because they work closely with their editor and they know what changes that they've made. But for example, to somebody who reads the book, the editing should be invisible because, you know, they're, they're not seeing the work that the editor has done because they've got nothing to compare the final version to. And it's all the, the behind the scenes stuff. But you certainly know if you publish a book without any editing, uh, what kind of reaction that will get. And it, <laughs> you know, it's not always received very well. So I would, I would say though, um, most of my clients, the feedback I get is that the book just would not be the same without the editor. The input is so valuable and Editing can look different to um, manuscript to manuscript because everybody has got different writing styles. But the vast majority of the input that I give is around clarity and consistency. Um, and style is very much secondary. So when it comes to clarity, if you're not writing a very clear message, your book is not going to do what it needs to do. People are going to put it down very quickly the second they don't understand something or they feel like they're not being taken along on a journey. And you can make your own assumptions as the author, but you have lived every single thing that you're putting into that book. So you don't necessarily know if somebody else picking it up is going to get it. And I think a lot of people are very afraid of having their voice squashed. Um, and they're very attached to the, what they write and the way that they write it. But that is the exact person who needs an editor most, because usually if you're really attached to your voice, you make the most assumptions that it's coming across well. And <laughs> some of the best writers that I have worked with, some of the most successful writers, I should say, are the most open to editing because they just want as much um, feedback as possible. 
they want to test the integrity of the book to make sure it holds up on its own without them there. And that's a very difficult thing to do if all of the service you've provided in the past or education that you've provided in the past had ongoing touch points with the clients so that you can handhold them a bit. But books don't have that. Books usually are consumed. One person sitting in a chair on their own, reading your words, that is as much handholding as they get. <laughs> it all has to be in there. And so an editor can come in with no assumed knowledge of the subject and look at it from an outside point of view to just test that integrity, check that it stands up on its own. And that is very difficult to do when you're very close to it as the writer or very close to the subject as an expert. So it's really essential that you get that outside point of view. Now, that doesn't only come through an editor or editors. Because there's, again, several levels. Some editors do all of those levels of editing. Sometimes they just do one of those stages. So you'll need more than one editor. Um, Usually one main editor that does it and a proofreader. But um, there are lots of other great points in the process where you can involve other people, get some input from them on how the book is working and make it just a better rounded piece of writing and product. Um, so the first opportunity is an alpha reader. So somebody who you know really, really well, who can just be like, yeah, cool, you're on the right track. And the whole purpose of an alpha reader is not to give critical feedback. It's to give you like cheerleading and pump you up and just be like, yeah, this is all this And value add and kind of encourage. So that's a very much positive experience. Um, your beta readers are your ideal client or your ideal readers but you know they're reading in advance and they're looking at it as what's missing what did I want more of what did I not like about it which bits got boring which where did I fall off those sorts of things so your beta readers are kind of scrutinizing it from a typical reader point of view and then your editor is doing all of those things and <laughs> With a professional eye comparing it to, you know, other manuscripts in the market and um, linguistically tightening it up so it is as powerful as it can be. So it, even though editing is mostly done by one main editor that you'll work with, there are other ways that you can also get that same value that an editor brings, not necessarily in a professional way, but from a different kind of angle. So there's you just need as many people involved as you can possibly get. Seriously, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lonely old yeah. journey when you're sitting typing for hours and hours on end, just doing the words, just doing the writing part. So, um, yeah, bringing other people on board is so essential so that you don't run out of steam. Yeah, yeah. You often think of writing as this and creating a book as this solo project, but the more that you explain it, the more it really is one of those instances of it takes a village. It really does. And the other thing is, I think people romanticize what that writing part looks like. You know, they're like, oh, I am going to go on retreat and write my book, or I'm going to, you know, that author life, that writing life mm. is very much like that dreamy kind of, oh, I'm going to go away to a cottage in the woods and shut myself away and write my beautiful book. But the journey is like agonizing. 
sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes like you'll have a really great session and you'll have written exactly what you've meant to say. You'll have, you'll have stayed on track with your plan and everything will be right with the world. Other times it really will feel like pushing shit uphill to get to where you need to, it to get to, to, you know, shape this book in the way that you want, want it shaped. And um, things will feel hard and sluggish and it will feel like wading through mud. That's lots of cliche phrases uh, <laughs> there, but really it, it can, you can have days where it doesn't feel good. And it doesn't feel like the idea that we have of being an author and writing my book and all these like, you know, life, often lifelong desires to write a book. And then when it's just like you and your laptop typing words into a Word document and it's, you get a hundred words down and you're just like, this is all crap. I, I'm definitely not going to include this in the final thing. It's so demoralizing and it doesn't live up to the dream, right? So um, that is definitely something to take into consideration. Mm. Like some, some days it's not going to be that dreamy, <laughs> you know, like lifelong desire that you've, that you've wanted. And I'm not, that's not everybody. Like some people will dash out a book. It'll be like pretty much what they want to say first time. They'll do some very light self edits. They'll be really unattached to the editing outcome and like very agreeable and just accept all the changes. And, you know, like they're very driven and very kind of like, linear in the way that they're thinking of it so the people who are more attached are often the memoir writers or the self-help writers who have got a very personal story that they're Mm. weaving into the book so you know like there's I wouldn't say two distinct groups but different people have have different approaches and different feelings towards their book but I'm definitely talking about the people who are more attached um so yeah, like there is that element of writing can be a very lonely journey. We're on our own a lot of the time. And so when you actually finish your draft, that's quite an exciting time because you start bringing people on board. But it's also a very co- confronting time as well because, you know, it's you and your baby. Your your book <laughs> is your, you know, yeah. people are very, very precious about them. And sometimes that can be um, a, a a big challenge when handing over their precious words to someone, which is another reason that choosing the right editor um, is so valuable. Like if it can be a real collaboration, a real partnership, then you're golden. That's where mm. that's where the real the real goodness is. Well, thank you for sharing, you know, the behind the scenes because as you say, I think a lot of people probably have romanticized the idea of writing a book and it's it's good to know before you get into it what you're getting yourself in for. So definitely. I do want to add though that it is so satisfying at the end of that. Like mm-hmm. I have quite often put up these warning flags of like it's more of a big deal than you might think. Um, and that's because there's so much messaging out there that it's just like, oh, just whack your book out. Just, you know, write a book in a weekend, write a book in a month, you know, and it makes it sound like it's, super easy and nobody really has to make much of an effort and I'm just here to say it is an effort but it's so rewarding of an effort because it is such a meaty project it's probably something potentially something that you might only do once in a lifetime and um, it's one of those peak moments certainly of my career even though I've worked in books for a decade it was still so emotional for me when I finally got my my book out in 2022 
And I think lots of people feel that way. So deeply satisfied with the job that they've done because mm. it is just on another level, really. Is. Yeah. One of the things you talked about before is how easy it is to self-publish these days with the way that Amazon works. I'm wondering, do you think the role of those bigger publishers is slowly going to diminish over time or is chasing a, a book deal with a big publisher still something that's worth pursuing if that's someone's dream or is self-publishing just the easiest way to go now? So I think a lot of people frame it in terms of one or the other. So mm. self-publishing versus traditional publishing. But I like to not put one against the other and instead encourage people to use self-publishing as a stepping stone to traditional publishing in order to prove their concept, grow their audience and show a traditional publisher that their proposition is attractive and also to go through the process themselves once at least uh, so that they're ready for the negotiations with the traditional publisher. So um, certainly self-publishing is here to stay and is growing, I, I would say. I would say I know that self-publishing is growing. Um, but that is not to say that publishers are going anywhere. Book sales are still strong um, and growing, even though we keep thinking, oh, Netflix and video and, and other streaming platforms is all going to take away the desire to read. The book market still continues to go from strength mm -hmm. to strength, but I think traditional publishing is changing and adapting. They're certainly not buying ideas anymore and uh, paying advances perhaps for uh, an idea unless you've got a very, very strong audience already of tens, even hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, so the... The book deal of old is becoming more of the holy grail, I would say. And there is an expectation that you're already self-published and already have a platform. So that's another reason I say self-publish first, because like the traditional publish publisher is going to need to see some good numbers if you're going to go that way. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know if it'll go away completely. I think traditional publishers are getting pretty savvy about who like where the market goes and adapting themselves so you know audiobooks are huge there mm. that's where i see the market really um taking over it's already grown a massive amount over just the past year but like the past few years it's it's absolutely huge and um, the cool thing is that self-publishers can go in that direction as well. So you can actually self-publish and do an audio version. So I see that happening. And I think that works really well in tandem with podcasting. Like people are listening a lot more to content. And uh, yeah, it's it's there for the taking at the moment because it's still relatively young compared to the ebook market. So yeah, I don't think traditional publishing is going anywhere. They are... <laughs> pretty clued in and also with the reluctance to do a very professional job and the ease with which people can um publish literally just anything uh 
I wouldn't say people are wary of buying self-published stuff because they don't necessarily realize that something is self-published, but certainly with the quality of traditional published books and what you can achieve if you publish a quality self-published book, uh, people are definitely going to be discerning, I would say, with Mm. their choices. And one thing we do know is that for every book bought, only about 40% of those are actually being read. So that is a huge, I think that was the statistic. I recently did a workshop on this. I'll check the statistic for your show notes. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that is a huge thing that writers need to be aware of. Like just because you write a book does not mean people will read it. Just because you sell a book does not mean people will (laughs) read it. And yeah. I, for one, have got a huge TBR pile to be read pile. And I think all of us have got books on the shelves that we've been meaning to get to and haven't actually read. So that is another reason why having a, a strong ideation phase where you really think through your message, you hook people in and you have an editor who really knows how to make sure your book is going to not just be picked up, but keep hooking people back in to read it again and again and get right through to the end of that book um, because the number of books that get started are definitely not the number of books that get finished. <laughs> yeah. There's so much competition for your your audience's time. So, um, yeah, that's something to, to definitely be aware of when you're on the writing end of things. So you have just shared an amazing wealth of knowledge with us. If people are thinking about writing their first book, or maybe their second or their third, what is what do you recommend they start with? Where is the best place for them to start on the project of writing a book? Yeah. So as I was mentioning before, with the steps that come before mm. the actual writing, you've probably got a lot of content out there already. Um You don't have to start writing a manuscript from zero words. So if you start with testing your idea and you really think through what's in it for you as the author, because you have to have energy for this subject right through to the end. And what I tend to find is people are writing a book because they know a lot about something, but they might also be a bit done with it themselves and want to move on from it. And That means that they don't always have the excitement to launch with a lot of enthusiasm and conviction because by the time they're wrapping up, books often wrap up a chapter of your life and and that means that launch time can kind of fizzle. So check in with what what is in it for you and make sure that you've got the energy for this subject and that you Mm -hmm. think you'll have the energy for this subject in, let's say, a year's time. Check in that there is something in this book idea for the audience. So that means researching the audience, also making sure that your book speaks to a problem or a need or whatever it is and solves that problem or adds something to the question that you're answering. And then once you've done enough of that kind of thinking through what the purpose of the book is, then do sketch out an outline. You can use that outline as a working document. You can change it. It doesn't 
Like I don't want people to think that an outline needs to be really rigid and really, really well fleshed out. That works for some people who think in a certain way, but other people um, in the writing arena, we call it um, planners and pantsers. So people who like to fly by the seat of their pants. And that means that they are um, feeling creative in the moment and they are in flow and they love to just go where the things are taking them. But that can um, mean that you've got a lot of editing to do later on when you realize you've gone off on several tangents and stuff like that. So both, both types of writer, completely valid. And if you've got a loose outline, one that has enough information in there to keep you on track, but that you're not like attached to, like you haven't carved it in stone or something, then you can get the best of both worlds. You can be a bit creative and a bit structured. Um, so once you've got those sorts of things, and I walk people through all of those steps um, in the first few chapters of Destination Author, particularly what to look out for if you're a planner and what to look out for if you're a panther, because they're almost opposite strengths, but you kind of need both as a writer. So um, where those different tendencies are going to potentially trip you up or make the book uh, a bit weaker and where you'll need a bit more support further down the, the road. And then get into it. <laughs> and you don't have to start at word one, chapter one, um, and write in a linear way if you don't want to. Chances are, especially today, We've got a lot of content out there already. So I always recommend people do an audit of that content and plug in things that they already have where they know the chapter will pretty much be that content piece that they've already done or like a good chunk of it. Because then you're not staring at a blank page. There's nothing more daunting than opening a blank document and being like, what am I going to write today? So you've already got some word count if you've plugged a few things in. And word count is something that you'll, rightly or wrongly, have to become very familiar with. And I don't really want to go too much into that today because it can be a bit of a um, misleading metric. But certainly, like, having zero words is very daunting. So you'll never be in that situation if you do that kind of audit. So those are a few things that you can do from the ideation and planning phases. Um, and then, yeah, kick on. Just get into it. <laughs> awesome. I love the the planners and pencils and I I get I see that too, the two extremes of the continuum between planners who like things very logical and organized and then the people who are completely yeah. um against all Which of that. Which would you be? Yeah. So, gee, I wonder. So uh, I'm the opposite. I'm a mm. I'm a pantser. So I have to be <laughs> really uh mindful of structure yeah. and yeah keeping things tight when i'm writing i'm talking mm. about I'm a, I'm a real pantser um i love to just like be inspired by whatever's happened to me on the day but that can be that can be very tricky mm. um for creators because if you're just writing about what's interesting to you now um you're not being strategic about what it is that is going into the book and whether it's evergreen and is going to be relevant in a year's time or 10 years time or whatever. And a lot of people for that reason end up writing about their writing or writing about their experience of writing this book. And um, that is something to seriously avoid unless you're like me and you're literally writing a book about writing a book. <laughs> it got very messed up. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But there's, 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 Pluses and minuses for both. And um, 
certainly planners can get stuck in the strategy and then um, it doesn't always get written in a really juicy and interesting way because they're really excited in the moment about writing that particular thing. They sit down and it's Tuesday and I'm on chapter four, so I have to write chapter four next. And they're, they're quite often writing it in that this chapter, then this chapter, then this chapter, and not feeling into it as much. So the pantsers have some, so I don't want people to think that if they're a pantser that, that, that that's wrong um, and that they wish they could be more disciplined because it's really just a matter of getting support in the uh in the way that you need it. So I go into mm-hmm. all that in Destination Author if anyone's interested to like go deeper into that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You've shared so much information with us today and I expected it to be an in-depth conversation, but having never thought about writing a book before, um, I'm surprised by how much really does go into it. And I know you've just, you know, skimmed the surface of, of what's involved. Do you have any last tips or anything that you would like to share with people who are listening in? Really just want to leave people with the fact that it's doable because I have shared a lot today and this is why it can be very overwhelming for people Mm -hmm. um, because there's so many rabbit holes we can go down. But what I'd really like to leave with people is the idea that it's so worthwhile, probably one of the most worthwhile things you can do in any career, whether you're in online business or in uh, a career that is a more traditional job, or especially if you're an expert in a particular field. And it can be done. It's so, so worthwhile when you get to hold that book in your hands at the end of the day. Um, it feels so good. It really uplifting it's a great talking point everybody's always interested if you've written a book um it's worth doing well it's worth taking your time there's that that's probably what it all comes down to in the rush to have a book lots of people are missing out on what is truly worthwhile about the process and if you just let it take how long it takes and let it take a bit longer than you might even feel comfortable with, it can actually be a, such a richer experience and one that you will be really, really proud of at the end. So uh, a little bit of a pump up at the end there <laughs> because I know how much <laughs> there is to know. And um, I just really want people to actually give it a go because it's so, so rewarding. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. If people want to come and hang out with you online, maybe find the the book or um, just follow you on social media, where's the best place for people to come find you? Well, the place that I feel best hanging out is Instagram. I also have my Facebook page. So Chris Emery Editorial on both of those platforms is where you can come and say hi. Uh, my website is chrisemery.com if you want editing services, if you're at that stage yet. Um, I've got editing services really front and center there, so it's really easy. I run monthly workshops on different aspects of the publishing process, so you can find out that you won't miss it if you're following me on social. And the book is on Amazon, but you can get your local Amazon link if you go to destinationauthor.com.au.
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes so people can come and find you. But thank you so much, Chris. That was really amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed hearing from Chris. And if you've ever thought about writing a book, that that was helpful for getting you started on that journey. If you'd like to find out more about working with Chris or find out where to get her book, Destination Author, you'll find all of her links and her social profiles in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the With Flow podcast. If you got value from this episode, I would be so grateful if you could share it with your friends or leave a rating and review in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for helping me spread the word. See you on the next episode.